Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O. How was your weekend, Pat? What'd you do? Um, my weekend was okay. Um, I've been uh, extremely busy lately. Uh, I, I planted a lot of seeds, and they all blossomed at once. Ooh, what? so this is a good thing. <laughs> but it's also it's also a, a busy thing as well. That's overwhelming. Um, yeah, I mean it's good, but it's like you're like, oh shit, why'd I do this to myself? But thanks, well, past self. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, there was a, I got a bunch of stuff that I want to fucking promote and pimp and talk about. Um, first of all, I watched that glitch in the Ma- uh, glitch in the matrix movie. Yeah, by Rodney that? Asher, the guy that did Room Two Three Seven and The Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about um, something that I think we talked about on here. Um, or I don't know if did we ever do our uh, simulate like uh, reality as a simulation episode, or did we I just kind of like? I think we just kind of talked it. about it, yeah, but never really yeah. in depth with evidence or anything. Okay, so I mean, well, there's not really evidence. <laughs> it's, well. just, it's, it's just kind of a theory. But what um what I thought was interesting, and it's actually one of the very first points that they make in the movie, and it's something that we talk about on the show all the time in in uh, relation to like the UFO phenomenon and our understanding of uh, the possibility of extraterrestrials, is that you know when um when mankind was uh everything was based on water when when we traveled via ships and when there was aqueducts and and all this stuff and aqueducts were kind of the apex of human technology mankind believed that the body was governed by humors uh by liquids by blood by the circulatory system right and then uh as our understanding of science evolved and we um learned of electricity then we thought that the body was kind of governed by electricity and that's where you see things like frankenstein emerge right and and electricity is the spark of human life and 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 that whole concept right and then you know science progressed and then we had computers and you hear you know people saying things like oh the brain is like one big computer and and that's how everything is is run is you know our brain is a computer and it operates our body right but now we're at the point where the the apex of technology is artificial intelligence and alternate reality and uh you know uh, virtual reality and stuff like that right so now you see the emergence of this theory that uh we are living in some kind of simulated reality and that's probably not really the answer as to what's actually going on here that's just where we're at right now with our technology so um you know, we acknowledge that this is a theory. We acknowledge that this is the prevailing theory, but we also acknowledge that it's probably an incomplete theory based on incomplete science that we have access to at this time. And that is like something they say within the first 10 minutes of the movie. So immediately I kind of hooked me on that regard alone because you're, you're pretty much making the statement like, look, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> we're not claiming that we're not making like a definitive claim as to the nature of anything. This is just where we're at in history. Yeah. And we'll, since this is where we're at in history, we'll try to explain this very, this very timeless fundamental question as to what the fuck is really going on here. And we're just going to use it based on the language that we have right now. So um, I thought that was brilliant. And the movie kind of only gets better from there. So I highly recommend the documentary. Um, and it really made me want to go back. They, they show, because it's very, uh, the, the movie is intercut with uh, excerpts of a speech that Philip K. Dick gave. 
So they show a lot of clips from Philip K. Dick movies, which are like, <laughs> on one end you have like Total Recall, okay. and on the other end you have like Scanner Darkly, right? And have you seen Scanner Darkly? I have not. So that is, you ever see Waking Life? No. Oh my god. So both of these movies are like rotoscoped Richard Linkletter, uh, like um, kind of ant- quasi-animated movies. Okay. Waking Life is really interesting because it's it's basically like two hours long. <clears throat> and it's two hours of the kid from Days of Confused, Willie Wiggins, just having conversations with different people, um, different philosophers. And they took these interviews that they filmed on film, and then they had artists kind of animate over the films, the film uh, like cells. Okay. Like draw over it, yeah. and it's like rotoscoping technology. Yeah. And Charles Schwab did a bunch of commercials with them. It's the only other example that comes to my mind. So uh, Richard Linklater did uh, Waking Life kind of as a um, just like a prototype with the technology, and it was one of those things where like, oh Jesus, like every college philosophy class probably had to watch i like richard linklater because i like his other movies he also did like slacker days and confused school of rock um a boy's life he's done like a ton of other stuff too but this was like his kind of weird experimental philosophical movie and then once he finished with that he went and did a scanner darkly which has keanu reeves winona Ryder, woody harrelson and robert downey jr and uh it's an adaption of a philip k dick book and once again, they use the rotoscoping technology, and it deals with a lot of heady, heady stuff. You get high and watch the Scanner Darkly sometime. You'll probably, <laughs> you'll probably enjoy yourself. Um, same thing with Glitch in the Matrix, though. I, I, I actually watched it with my 10-year-old son, and him and I were both fucking fascinated by it and loved it. I thought so, you were going to say um, you were both really high. <laughs> I don't know what he had been doing, but... <laughs> I was like, damn, Pat, you start him early. It's none of my business. No, 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 no. He's no, practically no. an adult. He's fine. It's, at this point, I'm I'm staving off chaos as, as far as that's concerned. I'm delaying the inevitable as long as I possibly can. Well, that's cool. I, yeah, I was looking it up. It, it's it's brand new. It just came out in 2020. So um, yeah, it came out Friday. Yeah. Oh, Friday. Oh, yeah. And it's it's only it's uh, only a seven ninety nine rental, which is nice. It's not the fucking crazy twenty buck thing that they try to hit you with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm definitely gonna check it out. It looks interesting. Oh yeah, it's it's good. It's it's right at home. If you're a fan, if you're listening to this show, chances are you'll dig it. It's one. It it plays like one of our better episodes. (laughs) 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 That's actually kind of like researched and coherently thought out before we start talking. but no, it's it's fucking it's tits, man. It's really good. I can't recommend it enough. And it and like I said, also if you haven't seen Scanner Darkly or Awaking Life, check those out too. Um, because those are those are pretty good. I still but watch I, the Room Two Thirty Seven one. I, I think I'd be. I think I would like. I find it at least entertaining, even if I don't, you know, jump all over. Yeah, the Kubrick documentary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that would um, be pretty neat. And then another thing that I, I wanted to talk about just because I meant to last week, but I couldn't because Tony was here and we just kind of got into that stuff right away. Yeah. But um, I had been talking on this show throughout um, the month of October and November last year that I had been working on uh, National Novel Writing Month. And I had been doing a series of short stories that were all kind of based around sex and music. Well, I started publishing those on my medium and uh, I published the first three. 
and I'm going to do probably one more this week. And then that's like the first four. I did 20 all together. And um, some of them I, I, I definitely need to kind of like rewrite and work on. But some of them are pretty much ready to go. Three of them are already out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I read two of them. I know you sent me. Oh, which two did you read? I read, I don't remember, but I know I, you, you, won't, you only sent me two. I read everything you send me. So. Oh. Um, and <laughs> so whatever two you've sent me, Pat, I've read them. <laughs> Those were, yeah, they were okay. The third one is the one that's set in the future with Aerosmith. That's pretty good. But uh, I got a fourth one that's coming out this week, and then I got to take a break for a little bit because I'm working on some other stuff. And yeah, um, but those are going to start to see the light of day, and they're they're really good, and they're I I'm very proud of them, even though it's weird, it's weird. I think <laughs> I think I stopped sending, yeah, because the first couple like I was sending around to people like, oh, check this out, like look at what I did, yeah. go read this, and then. One of my friends who I'm, you know, pretty close with was like, this is weird. And I'm like, okay, I got to remember, like, this is still dirty stuff. So I don't want to <laughs> make people feel uncomfortable. Well, so I just, stopped. it's not everybody's bag, but if you're into the uh, erotic, you know, uh, fiction, then, check, you know, check it out for sure. I'll, I'll, we'll put it, get, you send me a, you send me a master link and I'll put it in the this, this description yeah all right that sounds oh, good yeah. oh, and then again. also one more thing i'm gonna pimp real quick just because sure. it's it's gonna hopefully become uh something of note later on this year but uh i published last no nah, fuck it was probably like two years ago i published a, a amazon ebook that you can you can read on your kindle or just whatever you read ebooks on sure. called four short films by pat o'sullivan and uh it was a collection of four scripts that i had written that um i thought were excellent but it were really some of the high watermark of uh of my writing but unfortunately they were just like completely unfilmable you know what i mean like it would it would cost the same amount to film one of these scripts that it would to shoot like a 90 minute independent movie i see what you're um saying. yeah you know and that's a problem that i've had going back to ever since i cuz i grew up liking movies like the rock or die hard you know what i mean or indiana jones and you know when when you first start writing it's like you want to try to write something that you and your friends can then go and do and if you deal with these bigger ideas um you just can't do that yeah they cost a lot of money <laughs> right <laughs> so if you had a lot of so money I, <laughs> sometimes like i can write these like small little ideas where people just kind of talk and there's only three characters and sure and you know the monster only shows up in the last two pages but then sometimes they're just kind of bigger concepts and you write them and you realize well this will never get made right. but you know i i still think there's value in the stories themselves so a couple of years ago i i published compiled them all together and then published them on amazon and uh that book's available and i think it's only 99 cents i mean it's not like terrible i'm not trying to pay my fucking mortgage with it but uh check it out because i think one of them something might happen with one of them in the future hopefully so oh, a little teaser, huh? get, yeah. get a little tease in there get a little a little tickle to the oh. i learned it from the best right <laughs> isn't that what isn't teasing denial isn't that the subtitle of this show <laughs> is it <laughs> i mean <laughs> That's me being in denial. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, how was your weekend, Ashley? Oh, <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> See what I tell you? I uh, no, it was good. I mean, I didn't. I didn't do anything too 
wild and crazy. I mean, you know, believe it or not, um, I hung out with somebody Saturday night and, you know, the, the, here we go. So, you know, I hang out with this person and, you know, he's definitely a fringe thinker and that's great, you know, except most of the fucking shit he says is wrong. He's wrong. And it really got me because in the middle of like having conversations about, you know, very interesting stuff, you know, he's like, one thing that gets me is when people don't take the time to do their research and, um, you know, really know about things and, you know, before they open their mouth and form an opinion on them. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand. Right. Then he goes on to explain to me how even N95 masks don't work to stop the virus. And I'm like, guy, <laughs> like yeah so what you're saying is that realistically you you hate yourself i don't understand and and you know that just that, well, what was he drawing this from because he vapes and so he can vape through his mask so because he can vape through his mask it doesn't stop anything at all coming in and out and that's just not how any of this works and so <laughs> you know that's just not it just doesn't work so or whatever you know at that point i just i didn't i didn't really care to listen to anything he had to say but you know then he he started talking about other things and it's just you know again it's stuff that's like you know it's like common knowledge but it's not but it's wrong and nobody really ever took the time to like look it up or whatever um i guess like i don't know Marilyn Manson had his ribs removed to suck his own dick, right? Everybody says that, right? But, like, nobody ever actually, like, knows if that's true or not. But nobody ever, like, stops to look it up. Except for, like, people like me. And I'm like, oh. I don't, it's not, though. Is it right? It's not, right. It says that never right. happened. It's just, like, an urban legend. That's you know, what he had Evan Rachel Wood chained up in the crawl space for. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or Corey yeah, Feldman, which is the latest one. Stop. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, Jesus. He's getting in on this shit now, too. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. Um, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say, f fuck people that abuse people. It's my fault I brought him up. But um, fuck people that abuse people in any way, period. Um, but anyway, the point of it is, was that, you know, it, it's just, it's all, the, it's shit that's not real. Shit that you can easily prove and disprove that you could look up and he's, you know, spewing the obvious fake. And it's like, okay, all right, well, okay. So, you know, that really just kind of turns me off. I mean, it really does. I'm just, I'm not into that. Like, it's, it's fucking, you have the entire world in your pocket at all times. Y you can find the answer to anything you want to find out. And he's spending it. He's like trapped in the month of August on Instagram. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's, he's not using it to research topics of the day or or read the medical science data on fucking N95 masks. You say this is my he's fault? Just just <laughs> going through going through the month of August on Instagram like three. <laughs> Without a care in the fucking world. This guy. If you guys don't know about uh, Instagram in August. <laughs> you should check that out sometime you um, should. <laughs> yeah so the guy's dumb. you know he's just dumb so i mean you know well at first i was excited because it is it's it's always fun to find someone that's at least you know on the same page as i am most of the time i find people exactly like him who who want to sound smart who want to know it all and who want to blow your mind but all they're doing is blowing smoke up your asshole so right um you know but you know at the bare minimum he was good for at least blowing smoke up my asshole so 
<laughs> Thank you for answering that question before so, I had to ask yeah, it. So I got so I, I got I got mine out of it, and now um, I will never see him again. So anyway. <laughs> Um, and then I had, you know, some Super Bowl festivities, nothing crazy. I did not watch the game at all. I did not have to, um, because I was busy drinking and <laughs> hanging out with people. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, we hung out. It was good. It was good times. And then, you know, that was, I don't, I don't care who won. I don't know anything about it. I just know that I got drunk and, and ate some food. So. Um, that was my weekend. <laughs> yeah, we watched the Puppy Bowl mostly. I, I watched and, the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm trying to finish. Uh, I'm reading the Stephen King book, eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, just okay. like nine hundred fucking pages long, and yeah. it's like I've literally had this book for like three years, and I picked it up and put it down, and I can't bring myself to finish it. And I'm just trying to get it over with so I can yeah move on to yeah sometimes you know. that's really hard i had that issue with american psycho now american psycho is, is a fucking amazing book however there will be like an entire fucking chapter talking about business suits and what everybody's wearing and it's boring you know, I, I have not i have not read american psycho i have read literally every other single brett easton ellis book wow, and for reading. some reason i just i haven't read american psycho i don't you know why I, I i will i mean it's on my it's on my list of no, up next i got a vc andrews book i don't know if, if you're familiar with her at all my mom's she, hers, yeah wasn't she the flowers in the attic lady yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i need something i can something salacious but uh <laughs> yeah we just an american psycho no it's it's good but the problem is is that, that if you don't sit there and actually read through every single bit of all these things that you don't give a fuck about that only patrick bateman gives a fuck about um you will miss something imperative so like because i've tried i i can be a skim a skimmer you know i'm like okay this is we're getting into one of those chapters about fucking some band and he's going on and on and on and on and on and if and then like all of a sudden like my eye skips a beat and he's talking about you know conducting experiments on these women's dead bodies and it's like wait what hold on what did i miss <laughs> You know, I think that's honestly why I haven't read it yet is because he's got another book, um, I think it's called Glamorama, which is about fashion models. Uh -huh. And it's one of those it's one of those same things where like the narr the the narrator is unreliable yeah. and lies and says things and contradicts himself. So yeah. it's already confusing already. And once again, if you if you I skim read too sometimes, and that's what Stephen King is great for, because yeah, yeah he does. He's not he, he's not fucking laying down. He's not dropping science here. It's it's pretty easy to fucking follow. Right. On. So um, yeah. And Brady Stanellis, he he demo, he de, he requires your uh, undivided attention. He does, yeah. And sometimes I just don't have undivided attention. I only right. have undivided it's, attention. It's, you know? Well, I mean, I'm having ADHD. It's it's fucking hard to sit there, and, and that's why I don't normally I don't read a lot of fiction because it just it's not that it's not good. It's not that I'm stupid. It's not. It's just that I don't find it engaging enough to keep my attention so when i read something sure. that's nonfiction, you know these are real life things that actually have something to them whereas like my life is not going to change if i read the fictional book or i don't you know <laughs> it's just yeah. i just don't have the same kind of relationship but you know i've read some and and i've read american psycho and i thought it was it was really good it's worth the read but it's hard to read not because of the of how it's and it is very graphic but not because of that but because it can be boring as fuck so <laughs> 
I am so jealous of your uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I need to get drunk so fucking bad. Just I need to. You're an adult. You can go buy alcohol anytime you want and drink it. No, it's not that. I need to go to a, like a party. I don't, it, it's, <laughs> I it's, not, it's not the alcohol as much as it's like the socialization. Yeah. I, it's important you know? to me to have to, to, to be socialized. And, you know, we do it as safe as we possibly can in, in today's times. And that's hard. That's a hard aspect. You know, we, we have to exclude people a lot. And it's not because we want to it's just because you know nobody wants to get the covid well everything here is open again so here here's the situation i'm in i um when the in towards the end of march i am getting together i have like a guys weekend and we're going to uh lake geneva wisconsin okay. and we're basically just going to play like dungeons and dragons for four days and we all agreed that um before we go since we're going to be it's gonna be 10 of us in a house together for four days um that we are not that like two weeks leading up to that we're not going to take unnecessary risks we're not going to go out drinking we're not going to do nothing. yeah nice. so that means that i have until like basically saint patrick's day to you know and actually saint patrick's day is the week before so i got a the weekend before saint patrick's day um to go out and do stuff and you know february is already kind of shot because i I don't want to i don't want to be a 40 year old man talking to you about the weather but uh i don't know how (laughs) it is in ohio right now but in chicago it's fucking terrible yes it's like and we're gonna be below zero for i mean below freezing at least until april yeah (laughs) yeah for at least the next two weeks you know at dinner tonight my son was like do you know that today it was colder in alaska than it is in chicago or it's colder in chicago than it is in alaska and i'm like dude when you get to be my age like they bust that out like at least once a year like it's some big fucking surprise i'm like we just need to acknowledge at this point that chicago is fucking colder than alaska you know what i mean (laughs) they always like to like pull that out like so today in alaska the high was 20 today in chicago the high was seven degrees (laughs) right (laughs) all right well it's like that every fucking winter here so (laughs) all right get get over it and then they're like oh but i thought global warming was real they always say that and it's like just stop that's embarrassing (laughs) right no don't you remember in 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 like november when it was 85 it is real trust me (laughs) right Um, yeah i was there for that yeah we we have that i mean it's february is usually January and February, like the hardest months because it's usually so shitty outside. Like you just don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. Right. Like either it's a snowstorm and you don't want to drive in it or it's fucking freezing out. And like everyone's just, there's no sunlight and everyone's inside and everyone's going fucking crazy. Right. So I, I think I, I can probably handle like another week or two of this. And I got stuff. I got plenty to keep me busy at home anyway. But once that stuff over, like in March hits, man i need to party like a motherfucker right. you got something to look forward to i mean i think that that's that's why i do it i have to have things like set dates in my mind to look forward to otherwise i'm not gonna right. make it the next day and so <laughs> you know that's yeah. how i've always been wired and so you know for me I, you know i'm constantly trying to make some type of plan i just i happen to be lucky and you know i'm friends with a bunch of misfits who are like contractors so they don't work around people or you know, some people get tested all the time at their job or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we just, you know, we do it as safe as we can and, you know, continue to get together at least every other weekend. And I, I just, I think it's really important to, you know, it's it's important to do what you're supposed to do and, you know, not throw like these huge, massive parties. But I think it's still important to have some type of <laughs> social life as much as you can. So, 
Right. And so we try, and you know that's like that's what we did uh, yesterday. So it was good. But you know, speaking of uh, Wisconsin, um, <laughs> speaking of Wisconsin, girls up there be wilding. <laughs> yes, that's good. I can't even. Ah, uh, yeah, they do. Um, I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm excited to talk about tonight's topic. Um, as as much as it's eh, it's kind of frustrating. You know, I guess I guess really we'll we'll start from the beginning and we'll kind of work our way through the time of it all. So, sure. In two thousand nine, um, there there was a website called Something Awful, which was basically like a like a message board. I don't know if you guys remember those, um, but <laughs> it's not been that long, right? Um, they you could you could post all kinds of shit, all kinds of shit, funny stuff, memes, uh, scary stuff, whatever you wanted to post. People talked about it. Anyway, so they ran this photo contest, and um, a guy uh, by the name of Eric Knudsen, 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 it's <laughs> whatever you say his name, um, he uh, submitted uh, two photographs, and um, he submitted a description, like a story to go along with these photographs for this Photoshop contest, and I don't know if he won, I don't remember, um, but... People saw these photos. I'm going to tell you, he did a damn good job on these pictures that he submitted. They look very legit. Um, but uh, in the photos, like one of them is a black and white photo of kids on a playground. And in the background of the playground, you can see um, kids. Uh, the, these kids are playing. But in the background, there's like this very tall figure, very slender figure <laughs> wearing a business suit of sorts and so uh, male perhaps a, a slender male figure a sl- yes a very slender male we'll, we'll call him slender man how about, how about okay <laughs> so that that's essentially how slender man was born uh, this guy submitted two uh photoshopped uh, images they look great he he added a story with it and uh slender man just fucking ravaged the internet um and this was a you know, th- this was kind of the birth of creepypasta in a way. I mean, you ha- you you kind of had creepypasta before that. We talked a little bit about creepypasta in last week's episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's basically just internet fiction that, you know, could be real, it could not be real, except that they always have an author. And in this case, it, that's Eric Knudsen. <laughs> and <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but people, people really like Sunderman. Um and a lot of people insisted that it was a, a real thing. So, um, you know, th- then people just ran with it. They kept adding to the lore. Uh, they had they had uh, video games were coming out about it. There was like a short mini series on YouTube that I think ended up getting made into like a movie or something called Marble Hornets, and uh, it, it got made into something big. And then you know there was a movie that came out. Um, but something else happened. <laughs> right. Something so and. 2014 i believe i'm pretty sure it was 2014 maybe it was before that um two 12 year old girls had a sleepover with their other 12 year old girlfriend but they had a plan during the sleepover and the plan was to kill their third kill their friend and the reason why they say that they had to do this was because they wanted to become proxies to the slender man uh they you know this this was what they said anyway they said that if they killed these girls then they could go live in slender man's mansion which i guess he has now and uh, um and, and live with him and be and their families would be safe from this creature 
And then this sparked a whole controversy of um, just kids using the internet and violent influences and, and blah, 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 blah. We'll get, you know, I'm going to get more into detail about things. So, um, you know, and then we're kind of where we're at today where slender man is still i mean he's still a big icon that's for sure um but i think it made a lot of people step back from it a little bit so right starting back from the beginning um what do you think of the slender man story in general pat did you look at the photos and stuff yeah well so i was um i was in my 30s when this popped and um so i was already kind of a little bit too old for it um and I was vaguely aware that w- what was going on, <laughs> like I like all adults yeah. are about what happens in the in the realm of um, geekdom or whatever. Yeah. So this this was kind of like uh, on the outskirts of my radar, and I, it probably wasn't until um, the case in Wisconsin that I really stopped and was like, "Wait, now what?" You know, and like like really dug in and paid attention to any of this. Um, okay. And because I, I was like, well, I know it's not real, but do people think it was real? Now, my kids, I, they were watching YouTube videos about it. And this kind of, you know, it's it, it's interesting that we do this week's episode um, uh, after last week's, not just because of the creepypastas connection, but because of the amount of time we talked, we spent talking about Five Nights at Freddy, because I make a connection yeah. between the two in my head, kind of. Yeah. Because once again, they were like, it just seemed like there was this phase that my kids went through where they were watching Five Nights at Freddy videos or they were watching Slenderman videos. Yeah, the Slenderman game, yeah, was really kind of got more kids interested in in the in the lore, I think. And, but the game is the game is once again, is very like very little gameplay. You, I think you're walking around with a flashlight. Yeah right and that's it and then you just shine it and it's there and there's a scream it's a jump scare that's all it is so like to me as an adult and somebody that grew up with horror and grew up with paranormal stuff and all like all of this stuff seemed kind of uh mundane to me like okay it was a photoshopped image and that was cool but i've seen fakes before i've watched fake alien videos on fucking larry king like (laughs) what's this this is a fucking bad photoshop job you know and it, it didn't really kind of captivate me. I was definitely too old to kind of like, ooh. But um, I wasn't thinking as a kid. And seeing the way that my kids, it kind of grabbed them a little bit. And the way that it's like, is it real? Is it not real? Kind of reminded me of the Blair Witch Project when it first came out. Yeah. When Blair Witch came out, I was 19, I was 18, I was 19. I knew damn well that was a movie. Right. But I was still young enough and probably high enough and whatever to be like, well, maybe it isn't, or I don't know, you know, because um, there was because the way they packaged it was so slick. It was, and, yeah. So they did a very good job. I, mean, I think we've talked about it before. I yeah, think. and I felt like that's kind of the Slenderman had like had like elements of that where it was kind of slick and is it real? Is it not real? And it's definitively not real. No one right. claimed it was real. It was part of a fucking Photoshop contest. Right. It's not real. It's not real. So we know that now. It's established. However, just by virtue of the fact that it kind of came up through the internet the way it did. And it was it was kind of geared towards younger kids. That's kind of how the phenomenon started to pick up steam. And then, of course, when the stabbings happened, I was all like, "What the fuck is this?" And saw the documentary and that whole thing. Yeah, so it, right, right. And it kind of, and then you know, it kind of just it picked up from there. I mean, it is a really interesting. The first time I came across a creepy pasta, I thought it was real, and I was an adult. It was the um, 
the uh been drowned and, and it sounds like you're not too familiar with creepypasta um but i knew a kid in school that that wrote a lot of them Oh, he would he would submit his writings for him because don't they have like they have like short story contests and stuff like that, right? Mm, kind of. I, I mean, creepypasta is a little different, and I don't. I think creepypasta is a very new concept, so I don't know if you could have known someone that was writing for that specifically. Um, no, no, no. I went. I went, I went back to school in my thirties. So like, uh, oh, I'm thinking like I'm, grade school, teenage. No, okay, no. Okay. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like eight years ago. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, well, there's like yeah, a where it was like like there's a whole website on right, know. and you would kind of write these short little stories about like a monster or something, and you would try to pass it off like it was true, and you would post it, right. and people would vote on whether or not it was believable or something, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, basically, um, yeah, and and so I fell into it because I learned about this binge round situation, and it was about uh, it, it's about the Legend of Zelda, and this guy allegedly buys a copy of Majora's Mask for the Nintendo sixty four, <laughs> and <laughs> and he takes it home and he starts playing it, and weird fucking shit happens, weird creepy crazy ass shit, and then it just it just gets wild from there. But it wasn't just like he typed this up. He had videos of the gameplay and things like that. And I was like, you know, and me at the time, I, I was really big, which I'm, I'm a big retro game collector. And I was really big into it at that time. And Majora's so, Mask? Not Majora's Mask, but retro video games. Okay. <laughs> Majora's Mask is, it's okay. Um, right. We um, can do a show on that sometime if you want. I'm going to get crucified for that, for saying that um but anyway so so to me this is like my ultimate like you know one, one of my nightmares is that i'm going to go to a garage sale i'm going to pick up this video game and it's going to be like haunted or something you know mm -hmm. so it, it definitely played on a little bit of you know my fears which then i you know i found out reading into it a little bit more i found out it wasn't real i'm like cool <clears throat> and then you know I've, I've read other ones that um you know touch a little bit there's another one called um booth world industries and it has like a phone number and everything with it. I mean, the, the lore of it, it, it takes it kind of far. And, you know, so these things can definitely blur the line between, you know, fantasy and reality. But you can tell because, you know, again, these things have an author, you know, they, they, they know, you know, people know there's a way to trace it back to something. And, um, you know, it, it can be dangerous. However, Blurring that line between fantasy and reality is okay for normal people with a normal functioning brain. It's not right. okay for somebody that is plagued with, say, schizophrenia, who right. already has trouble knowing where that line is in everyday life. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so that's kind of how we get to to these 12-year-old girls. Before I mention that, though, I do want to mention... Uh, my daughter, she's not, you know, everybody thinks that I'm like the cool mom and stuff, but like my kid's not really into like, you know, Bigfoot and aliens and stuff like that. She's um, not like me. <laughs> I mean, she is, but she isn't. Um, so, but we'll talk about some things sometimes. And when I first started the podcast, she asked me to do an episode specifically on something called Siren Head. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, what's Siren Head? Do you know what Siren Head is, Pat? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I had a similar experience with my son okay. and I, uh, <laughs> I almost want to bring him in here, make him tell the siren head story. Yeah. I convinced him that me and my best friend, his godfather found that in the woods when we were Cub Scouts <laughs> and, and fought it. <laughs> a siren head? And that, yes. And that we're the ones that killed it. And that's why people know about it is because of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I said, that's a good idea. <laughs> 
oh i was i i i use him as like my he's too old for it now and he he's he's done enough second city to know when i'm fucking with him but like i used to use him as like my improv uh like practice partner where he would say stuff and i would just like go off on these things and he'd be like wow really and i'm like no i'm fucking with you dude but yeah (laughs) no i do that shit to my kid all the time just because i'm an asshole (laughs) i basically recounted (laughs) recounted i i gave him the ending of uh harry potter and the chamber of secrets (laughs) but instead of the behascalus it was fucking and like you know lee got stabbed and i had to pull the fucking sword out and shit and like (laughs) yeah yeah with siren head it came out of a pit in the ground oh my god that's so funny well yeah so the siren head's obviously like fake like nothing biologically can exist except (laughs) fucking speakers on its face like it it doesn't even you know it's always not real so but my daughter insisted and she'll tell me like all these weird stories and stuff all the time because she has access to youtube and youtube's a weird place and so she's insisting she's like no this is real this is real this is real there's videos of it i've seen it i'm like okay so we sit down and and she finds the video where it's like you know top 10 siren head sightings or some stupid shit And, and i watch it and um I can definitely see where a child, obviously my kid believed that it was real because she could see it with her own eyes, but it's obviously not. It's CGI and shit. It's good CGI, but it's fake. (laughs) And so, you know, I I can definitely see a a kid getting into something like that when it's so easy to make a good fake nowadays. And, um, you know, so what are they supposed to believe? You know, they're kids. They lack critical thinking. They're not able to, to, to have the wherewithal to go and do the research on it and you know figure it out you know they're they're not supposed to we need to teach them how to do those things we haven't done that yet and um you know so it's it's it was kind of scary i was like oh well shit maybe well that's how the slender man thing uh happened then (laughs) so (laughs) going back to the um back to the slender man and back to these these girls again these girls are 12 years old do you remember when you were 12 years old Mm-hmm. do you remember you know, you know how awkward and weird and how you didn't know shit about shit at 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> well what was 12 year old pat like oh my god you do not want to know you're probably I, hellion i'll believe that much i was we will talk about this off air oh okay all right <laughs> i had i had i had discovered uh oh I, yeah i was i figured something out <laughs> and it changed everything oh, no. uh, yeah but no 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 i mean like what was i doing when i was 12 honestly we were uh <clears throat> we'd hang out behind this bowling alley and um we'd gather up garbage and we'd build little garbage piles and then start them on fire on the train tracks and watch the trains hit them uh i probably started smoking um yeah. fireworks if, if any of us got fireworks we'd be blown off fireworks uh we'd throw we'd like find beer bottles and like throw them against brick walls just to listen to them smash like we weren't like delinquents like we didn't rob people but we just kind of like wandered around and committed minor acts of vandalism and you know now would you say that any of those things were good decisions oh my god no (laughs) no i mean i look at i i i I went (laughs) do you fault your 12 year old self for doing those things no, because there's you got you got a whole lot of hormones. You have very little supervision. You know how to lie, and um, you're in this terribly awkward in between age where you're not a kid anymore. 
but you're by no means an adult and you just want to be fucking 17 so goddamn bad I but mean, you're that's not about you're 12 the time where you start getting your your own freedom and things you know what i mean you're 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 allowed to you know go outside by yourself or stay at home by yourself a little bit or you know do those things and so you know you're given a lot of responsibility but you still have yet to learn how to use that responsibility it's a very weird i hate that fucking age i really do i don't like i don't like fucking i don't like kids between like the age of like nine and 15 <laughs> what how old's your daughter she's nine. Oh god <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's weird because my daughter's nine and my son's 10 and they're basically at the same right uh, point in development even though she's a year younger but yeah yeah i mean it's just it's not i don't think it's a fun age just because a lot of those kids they're just so they have no clue what the fuck is going on or how anything works or you know anything but they are intelligent enough to have a personality so it's weird uh, i know right <laughs> it sucks <laughs> yeah you know but they they're, they're not able to use any type of judgment to form that personality yet so it's like you know they're just but but it's not their fault i mean i'm not saying that you know they're pieces of shit we should you know kill them all but you know it's not their fault it's just a it's just a part of the process <laughs> you know they'll never get there if they don't go through this horrible because everybody says that everybody usually the most awkward stage of your life is between that age right i mean yeah, my after 18 to 20 wasn't a picnic for me either. I feel like that was a second puberty where you're trying to figure out how to be an adult and you're not underneath the kind. I mean, you you busted out of I high school early. But like, you know, if for, for 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 those of us that kind of stuck with the ride, you it ends abruptly and there's sure. there's not a whole lot of instruction as to what you should do next unless you um, you know, jump jump fully into the whole college experience because then it's like you're on those like railroad tracks for a little bit to carry you for the next four years but yeah i i it's it's a terribly awkward weird age and i can't express the uh the hormones too oh my god right on top of that your whole body is changing (laughs) you're feeling things and i mean in relation to this document the documentary in this case in wisconsin I didn't even think about it, but like, excuse me, I usually mute myself when I burp, but I didn't there. But, uh, you know, I mean, how much, how much of this do you think it was these two? I mean, think about it. It's two girls trying to win the favor of an older man who they're going to go live with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that there was some kind of, there was definitively some kind of like sexual attraction to Slender Man, but it's some kind of weird shit going on there. And, um, you know, like you kind of alluded to earlier, one of the girls, although reading it now, they were both found incompetent to stand trial, but like, um, one of them was clearly schizophrenic. One of them was really fucking yes. nuts. Well, her yeah. father's schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. That one, it was, it was very clear that she was not in control of her faculties. She didn't know what was going on. Right. Well, and, and on top of that, I mean, have, you know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to name them. It's not hard to find. If you want to find out who these children are, you can. I'm not into exploiting mentally ill people. Um, but, you know, we obviously have to talk about it. Um, if you but if you look at them, which you can find pictures of them, I mean, they look awkward. Right. I mean, they look like, you know, the yeah. weird kids at school. Right. So they probably had a weird social life. You know, there were probably some type of outcast. And I'm not saying that people that are weird outcasts and with mental illness end up, you know, killing their friends because that's obviously not the case or the whole world would, would be dead. 
but <laughs> you know but but the, they definitely had a, a lot of a lot of issues so the slender man thing and like the world of creepy because it wasn't just slender man um they were really into the creepypasta thing and yeah. um you know but they found a place where they kind of belonged but their mental illness again didn't let them recognize where that line was and so they brought this 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 fake world into their reality well it's like QAnon for toddlers you know what i mean like yeah, it is it, yeah. it's it's escapism it's it's fantasy it makes real life more interesting it adds another layer of texture to their their miserable mundane little existences sure and it gives them secret knowledge of secret things yeah you know um that and everybody loves that everyone likes to think that they're special that they're more intelligent than everyone else that they know what's really going on and right. you know they go to school and there's all these pretty girls which talking about the kardashians or what's ever on mtv and they get to take solace in being outcasts because they know the names of all the devils that live in the closet or whatever sure you know? yeah sure so. right. right and then, so it's like you know it was just this situation in general was it was a perfect storm it, it was the perfect you know ingredients <clears throat> to create something like this you had these socially awkward kids who are you know just naturally socially awkward anyway because they're at that weird fucking time in their life with all these weird hormones and they happen to get into this you know niche group of of things um of of fringe ideas and then they also um happen to have mental illness so yeah. you know it seems more like the one girl was following the other girl mm -hmm. more so than them kind of agreeing to it together you know which usually happens with pairs is that you've got one that's the leader and one that just kind of hangs around because they don't have anything else and you know so this this kind of happened and then um you know but it sparked this whole outrage of like should kids be allowed access to these things um you know this is obviously slender man made them kill and it's like no not slender man didn't make them kill <sighs> just, <laughs> just i you and they know, didn't kill I, her anyway she she survived 19 right. guy wounds and she, she she survived so they're not even good at killing well i mean those bitches didn't have no heat behind them i mean they didn't it's not like they shot her they fucking she was out of the hospital five days later. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to be a dick about it. I mean, it was traumatic. If it was and my she's daughter, like, be... she's went to, she's going to, she's moved on completely. She's just like, yeah. yeah and she says, was... if she could talk to them today, she would thank them because it's, it's molded her life to what it is now. And it's, oh, like, I'm sure she's a, yeah, she can get into whatever college she wants. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's all those fundraisers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, you know, here, here's the thing as far as do, and I mean, you can, you know, you could say this about music. You could say this about movies. And movies, unfortunately, they said it about D&D &D before. And yeah. we know how I feel about that. But here's the thing. Do these things, these people have issues. These it, these things become avatars for people's pain and, and uh, craziness, right? right? And the thing is, is that if they weren't there, those those people the troubled people would find other avatars for their dysfunction to manifest yes right because yeah. like i said with QAnon, slender man whatever but <clears throat> i maybe not i don't know maybe maybe they would have maybe because i don't think that i don't think slender man is the problem and all these things being a problem i think 
the fact that all these things exist and the parents are oblivious to them is the problem because there was probably warning signs with the slender man thing where the parents saw their kids obsessing over some shit and didn't take the five minutes to stop and say oh what's this oh what are you guys reading or oh what are you guys watching or or something like that yeah and if it was you know that's kind of the problem is that parents tend to write things off like oh my son what in the in that glitch in the matrix movie there is uh an extended interview with a guy that thought the matrix was real and killed his parents and he goes through um a step by step now this was a very disturbed young man who was all about the matrix and the marine corps and uh disturbed and all this kind of fucking that whole scene back in the 90s and shit and trench coats and stuff yeah and um he goes through like how he would watch the matrix three four times a day and how he was convinced it was real and before he killed his parents he walked into the other room and he picked up the phone and he gave the same speech word for word that neo gives at the end of the movie when he picks up the phone and he talks to the matrix about i'm not here to tell you how this is gonna end i'm here to tell you how this is gonna be again i'm gonna show these people something that whatever you know and uh would this guy have done that without the matrix if the matrix didn't exist would this guy have killed his parents you know the thing is maybe not now that's not to say he wouldn't have been a disturbed individual and that's not to say that he would have acted out in some other way however would that particular night have gone down in his house the way it did had the matrix not existed sure right? or even it it at the time in his life that he did i mean it's right know. and he was also obsessed with the marine corps so there was always the possibility that he would just would have joined the military and gonna you know state sanctioned murder like everyone else right. so yeah who knows but <laughs> you know the thing is is like i i don't think that these it's weird because i think just to say like oh you can't hold these things i don't think we can blame these i think that's i don't think we should dismiss any of this i think we should really look at it and say you know why were these kids drawn to this was there something what was it about this story that they connected with and why didn't they connect with this other girl instead why did they feel why did they have a stronger allegiance towards a slender man than their classmate yeah true why you know what i mean like let's not just say oh slender man has nothing to do with this let's throw it away no, 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 no. I feel like that's irresponsible too. But at the same time, I don't think taking Slender Man out of the equation fixes everything. I know? don't think there's any preset way to determine when you create something that it's going to cause somebody because you know, this dude, Eric Nutson, did not sit down that day and go, I'm gonna make this and I hope that one day two twelve year old girls try to stab their friend to death. You know, that, that doesn't happen. You know, the intention is not to make it for, for, you know, a bad, nefarious reason. And there's no screening process to know if that's what's going to happen from, from something like this. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, I know my kid and I know what kinds of things that, you know, I, I allow her to, to take in and what kinds of things I don't because I, I know her very well and I know her maturity and we talk about fucking everything, you know. So um, I, I would hope that I, I could be that person, but I'm not saying, I don't want to say that these are, these were bad parents either. However, you know, the girl's dad's got schizophrenia, right? You know, that's genetic and they knew he had schizophrenia. You know, that's genetic, you know, it's a possibility. So why would you then let your kid be exposed to things that, like I said, it's not just that it's a scary story. It's that it is purposefully made to seem real 
And that's the point of it. You know, you wouldn't then take that kid and have them watch the Blair Witch Project because there's a possibility that it could fuck with their head if they don't know the difference between fantasy and reality. <laughs> right. Well, there's a stigma. Uh, that's one of that's one of the things that I really took away from that documentary was how how um, damaging the stigma of mental illness is. is yes. And that's a perfect example of it because they didn't want to admit, you know, they were very hush hush about the father's issues right. and they were very oblivious to their, her, their daughter, you know, manifesting the same ones. And, right. you know, everything was, they didn't want to talk about it. It was, well, look at how, how embarrassed, how much egg do you have on your face now? <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you didn't want to maybe admit that your daughter needed to be medicated. Well, now you don't get to make that choice anymore. Right. She's in the fucking yeah. Hatch for mean, the next 40 years of her life. Um, right. It's, yeah. it's true, though. I mean, yeah. And it, and it still is very much, I mean, we need more and more. We need so much more work in our mental health care system. And, you know, we need to get over these these old ideas of, you know, it's bad and it's wrong and it's it's horrible. And it's like well, it's not really that horrible as long as we treat it and, and maintain the people that have these things. And especially with the level of um, just the way things are changing so quickly with social media and the information that these kids are being exposed to through yeah. YouTube and tablets and how, how much they're bombarded with information that they can't really process. Like, yeah, we should really be investing more in this now than ever. It was, it was something we always should have been putting money and time and attention and, and empathy into right. now, but now looking at the, the challenges that our kids face and how they have a much more complex world than we ever did. If we don't want two generations from now, if we don't want, you know, a, a generation of sociopaths coming up behind us, right? Like we really need to start investing in, in mental health infrastructure now to deal with this shit because right. we don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, definitely. but it, you know, looking at the slender thing, like slender man thing in general, I feel like that's something that like happens every generation or so um, well right because we didn't have you know, I, there was like some report of, of a lady in cleveland who claims that her daughter was also in slender man and attacked her with a knife or something and it's like you know but other than that i mean there, it's not like there was a big uh you know all these kids killing each other over slender man i mean that wasn't that's right. why the case got so big was because it's a one-off weird strange you know situation so you, you uh, probably had a bunch of you probably, you know, in, in 99, there was probably a disproportionate number of people that committed suicide or school shootings that had Matrix posters in their bedrooms, right? right? right. And sure. then there was the D&D shit in the, in the 80s where that guy went crazy in the tunnels underneath this fucking school. Um, you know, stuff like this happens. And, it, you know, all it takes is one or two cases where someone, you know, Judas Priest got sued because I think they someone committed suicide because they said the Judas Priest some woman sued judas priest because the, she said that their music was the reason that her son committed suicide like think about what a hands-off parenting gesture that is to the very fucking end like you can't even yeah. you know you know you can't even take responsibility for your kid's decision to take his own life well right suicide is something that just happens it takes a while yeah. to get to that point <laughs> you're still trying to blame someone else and say that it's fucking right. judas priest's responsibility to raise your kid the right way and it's geffen records fault for releasing this album in the first place like fuck you you know what i mean like you're the epitome of bad parenting at that point right. um but there's but that exists i i think throughout culture of of parents not understanding what their kids are into and their kids act out in whatever different ways and they try to blame the art not the child you know right. 
I didn't have that kind of parent growing up. I, my mom, a tree would have fallen in the woods. My mom would have thought it was my fucking fault. You know, I got blamed for everything. <laughs> yep, same. I still do. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why. I, these, whenever you see these people on the news, and it's like these people are in denial about what assholes their kids were. I'm like, I, I became an asshole to fulfill my mom's prophecy. Yeah. She would just, she just assumed that I was. You know. She yeah. thought I was up to no good before I even knew what no good was. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. Accountability is a big thing. I fucking I will preach uh, accountability until the day that I die, and not just like, not just us holding. I mean, we need to hold ourselves accountable. But when we don't hold ourselves accountable, we need a community of people to look at us and say, "You need to take responsibility for yourself." And you know that we that it's so god just like the fucking the Marilyn Manson thing. It's like you know what you got all these people coming out blaming the motherfucker for all this all these all this horrible shit you know yeah he did it he's guilty sorry and if you're gonna like really sit back and be like a lot of people are like oh it's just a kink gone wrong um <laughs> no it's, it's it's a little more than that and by you apologizing on his behalf and letting him continue to do that shit you're just a part of the fucking problem going forward with the rest of the world and it's like that's not okay so you know yeah i mean um you, you need to you need to hold yourself responsible and if 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 you see somebody that for some reason and maybe it's because maybe they can't hold themselves responsible because they're mentally mentally ill and if that's the case somebody needs to fucking step up and go look <laughs> we need to figure out a way to make this possible and and make it work and maybe that person's your child and maybe you know you as the parent need to step in and be like oh well my child can't hold themselves accountable because they are too mentally ill to do that i need to get them the help that they need in order to make them know what self-responsibility is um you know because there is help out there you can live a normal life you can be mentally ill and and still function and be a productive you know member of society and still be a person you're still an individual um you're just an ind- part of your individualism is, is that you have a mental Ill- you know i've got i don't know tons of mental illness <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fucking walking fucking dsm uh you know i'm just i got I, you know i got it all um but um you know i took responsibility for that and it took a really long time it was hard it was extra hard for me to take responsibility of it because my mental illness told me not to take responsibility for it because it wasn't my fault um but but you know eventually i did and i mean i'm not saying that my story is going to be the same as everybody else's but um it's possible it's possible for for you to do and for you to do with your kids but i mean either way you know we can't we can't go back to you know to i think it was 2012 i can't remember exactly no i think it was 2014 we can't go back to the day that it happened we can't go back to a year before these girls decided to do this and go look we need to get more mental health resources all we can do is continue to go forward and going forward we need to do better and, you know, that's another thing. We need to stop being like, you know, it's it's a couple of years. The story was hot a couple of years ago. And obviously it's been a couple of years since it's happened and it's been a hot thing. But we can't just leave it in the past and, and be like, oh, it happened. Let's just forget about it and move on because we didn't learn anything from it yet. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. We still lack in mental health resources. Um, you know, we're still not holding people accountable to what they need to be held accountable for. I mean, maybe the lives change of just those people, but we ran it through the media like a circus and then didn't do anything about it. And that's irresponsible. And so here we are talking about it on, on this podcast that reaches some of you. So <laughs> maybe you'll do something about it. You know, I don't know. 
Um, but you know, I, I try, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a victim's advocate for my County. I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm going to. And so, you know, I, I directly try to have an influence on these people's lives. There, there are small things that you can do every day as a person to make the world just a little bit better. And, you know, we definitely need to focus on that a lot, a lot, a bit more. Um, but as far as like it being the slender man's fault, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of dark to think that like this thing that wasn't real we ended up manifesting in the form of two 12 year old girls right i mean it kills children for one that's like the legend um and and they tried they didn't, they weren't successful but they definitely tried and uh you know kind of ran with it so you know but i don't i don't fault anybody for still wanting to have slender man be relevant i know when the movie came out they were bitching about how um like the families did not want the the sony the sony movie because there's been a couple movies um but they didn't want the sony movie to come out they said that it was wrong that they were profiting off of this tragic you know event or whatever and, and were they i don't know fucking probably it's hollywood they're sleazy you know sure they probably were but you know the movie came out and it bombed and it was not good and and <laughs> nobody tried right. to kill anybody because of it so <laughs> i you know what i thought was interesting was um there hasn't really been <clears throat> for as much hype as this thing generated on the internet yeah um there really wasn't a um like good video game right there was a couple mobile games but that's it and the mobile games like we talked about were just kind of basic and it was just like were they only cash mobile games? i thought i thought i thought they started off as like actual video games and then moved to mobile platforms. no um pc oh, games maybe. they were pc games and then that, well that's how like yeah but it, started it was a pc game but they were like free to play indie developed first person survival yeah. games they were just you walk it's just a mouse it's it's nothing that crazy but you know there there was no like place like big like multi-platform like yeah. resident evil type game right um because the, the 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 thing is kind of flimsy there's not a whole lot to it it kind of only works in this one dimensional little flash in the pan thing and that's why the movies you know I, I knew that there was like a couple like actual movies coming out but none of them seemed worth my time or worth checking out and they like you said they bombed and nothing really came right. of them it was kind of like you know it was it was this this thing that kind of if the internet didn't kind of self-perpetuate it and just like balloon it up it was kind of dead on arrival anyway it was never going to be the next freddy it was never going to be the next jason it wasn't going to be anything long-standing or or um something that was gonna be remembered five even ten years ago ten yeah. years from now if these girls hadn't done what they did and the unfortunate part is it still might not even really be that remembered that's true that's a good you point. know because like yeah this is a horrible case and we're kind of a little bit closer to it so we're still talking about it but flash forward five years is anyone gonna give a shit yeah. probably not because there'll be something even more hor horrific that fucking happened yeah but um yeah this was kind of just i i, I don't know um kind of just like a dumb fucking internet thing. <laughs> well, and like and that's the thing with the internet is that the internet it just got caught yeah i'm sorry it just it, it just it, it it burned really hot yeah <laughs> for, for an instant yeah and then that was it and then it was gone and now it's just kind of gone 
Well, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what the internet does with things. It doesn't really, I mean, there's, I guess there are things that are classic and timeless about the internet, but it's more like you'll see it again. It, it's never like it makes its rounds again. You just, you see it again and you're like, oh, that's, that's, you know, I remember that. Just like being, being brick rolled, you know, that was such a big thing. And look at uh, the GameStop stuff right yeah it's done in less than that a was the, the news story for two weeks and those <laughs> reddit people will do whatever and now fucking it's all over and it'll never happen again right and... nobody gives a shit about it right and so right. it's just a very you know the internet has definitely created a very um you know its own kind of monster with uh you know we need constant stimulation we can't just sit on one thing for a while we get bored and we, we need something new and there will always be something new because it's the internet and literally everybody is on it you know we have access to all that information of, of new things um so i mean that, that's just how things would be i don't know i mean i think slender man will still i think he's he's made his mark i think he made his mark before the killings happen or you know the killing the attempted murder um but that's maybe just because i was already kind of in that circuit of interest of those topics so i knew what it was and you know was in the know i you know so i can't i can't look at it from an outside perspective of somebody that's never really heard of it before you know so yeah you know it's a it's just an interesting thing but creepypasta in general i don't think it's gonna go anywhere um now they've turned into um like they call them args which are it's augmented reality games um so they're more like interactive stories that people tell um on the internet somebody's just sent me like a twitter profile and um it's just kind of a creepy story but told in the form of social media and you know again it's interactive and it's immersive and, and it's it's fun but um you know at the same time one day it'll end or whoever's running the account will just not post to it one day and everybody will forget about it <laughs> and it'll be over um but that's basically i mean that's creepy boston and those things I, I think that the the general idea of them will continue but as far as like these main characters probably not no probably not but you know what's always cool you know what well, you know what's going to stand the test of time don't you what mothman <laughs> i mean he's been going strong since the 1960s so <laughs> sure now do you think that's because of what's interesting i mean think about that for a second there's been is it because there's so much more content to keep the legend afloat is it because it's better branding it better character design or is it because mothman was born from a time where legends existed and where legends were legends and we live in a time now where no new legends are being created because everything is so temporary well that's a really good question i think that there are new legends being created um but i think it's a um interesting it's just a weird it kind of has the help of everything so the mothman you know when you, when you talk about his popularity and stuff nobody fucking the only people that knew who the mothman were in the 60s the 70s the 80s and the 90s was uh were people that that New, remember the reports in ohio and in west virginia from that time um you know or specifically the people of point pleasant i mean they knew for because they had majority of the sightings uh you know they remember all of it but it didn't really it didn't really get popular until that that horrible movie came out and <laughs> and and then everybody got interested because they had never heard of the mothman so so the movie the mothman prophecies you know they go and look up the mothman prophecies you know you go and look for 
other media on it. Maybe you really like the movie and you're, you want to learn more about just the movie and you run into John Keel's book, which is not fiction. You know, it's, it's a, it's a collection of these things happening in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And so it, it gained some popularity there. And then a couple years later, they ended up having the Mothman Festival, which then, you know, grew bigger. And now it's, he's just kind of become the popular like cryptid mascot, um, somebody was kind of talking about it the other day and they were asking, you know, eventually the Mothman mania is going to, it's going to fizz out like everything does. Um, he's, he's going to, people are going to know who he is, but he's not going to be, you know, number one, you know, who's going to be the next cryptid that people are going to go crazy over. And I can already see it happening. It's the dog man. You know, you can't turn a corner anymore without hearing about a fucking dog man. And it's like, you know, so he's definitely going to be the next, uh, lovable weirdo. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, uh, I think the next, if, if another cryptid is going to kind of take off and uh, wedge itself into pop culture consciousness, it's got to be intelligible. I don't, I don't think we want, um, you know, bestial figures anymore that don't speak English and kind of run wild in the woods. <laughs> I, th- I, I think that's not, that's not what's going to kind of capture the zeitgeist of uh american pop culture consciousness we need something that's going to talk to us we need something that's going to tell us what the fuck's going on we want answers and you know a half man half dog that runs around eating its own shit is not going to impress people even if it was real you know what i mean and dog man sightings and usually when you see a surge in sightings it's because people are learning about it and they're making up stories but Mothman seems to seems to, and it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually just texted my friend Annie right now. Um, Annie was uh, a friend of mine, and she was a hairdresser, and we used to hang out and we used to party together a fucking lot. And uh, I remember she had like UFO tattoos and stuff, and this was probably oh I don't know two thousand five ish, and being like oh you're like you're really into that and she's like oh my god like i love the x-files growing up she's in all this stuff and i'm like oh like what's your favorite thing and she goes i remember i think it was the mothman okay. and me being like really i'm like that richard gear movie she's like yeah but there's a book that you have to read that came <laughs> yeah. the movie was based on and i was like huh and she was into that i almost, i just shot her a text right now because i want to be like how the fuck did you hear about that before you know what I mean? Um, but I think that that was kind of always around. It was, I, I, if anything, it was, it was always, the Mothman was always a popular story in the cryptic community. The cryptic community just wasn't as big as it is now. Because before internet, there was no way for all these different weirdos all over the world to get together. And now, because of the internet, you guys can all sit around and, and fucking talk on each other's streams on a Friday night. Before everyone was scattered to the four winds, just kind of listening to coast to coast or, or participating in these internet message board things, which were even in their infancy back then. Um, but no, I'd say, I'd say part of the Mothman's like appeal is that what, you know, one of the uh, things about his story is that supposedly pops up before disaster strike. So at least he's got some kind of precognition or sixth sense, or he knows when something's going to happen before we do. So there's a higher intelligence than our own there. Um, and I, I I would argue that that's the reason why why kind of it it sparks a greater interest in some people. Um, I mean, it, look at what they're trying to do with Bigfoot now. They're trying to make Bigfoot these super intelligent alien beings because the idea of them being big dumb forest apes is just kind of like eh, no one that doesn't do anything for anybody. 
you know? I think it really, I mean, I think it depends on what is sexy and what's not. Like, the dog band's never been a popular thing. Now it's becoming popular. More people are talking about it. So I think that soon he's going to be kind of the mascot. In the 90s, it was aliens. You know, everybody was all about aliens. Right. And, you know, different. And in, in, the, in the 80s, it's it was uh, Satanist. And, you know, it's... <laughs> but even though these are all the same thing i mean these kind of fringe ideas you know they always have a, a mascot currently it's right now it's the mothman and um you know you got people now you know over you know acro across the pond recognizing what the moth not everybody knows but some people do they're like oh i know about the mothman and they shouldn't you know <laughs> it's just a very midwestern thing um but yeah you know, so I don't know. It's just an interesting, it, it's, it's interesting to watch what people pick up and what they put down. You know, at the end of the day, I have no, I don't, I don't have a way of knowing what's going to be the next big thing. If I did, I would market off of it and <laughs> I would definitely, you know, use that to my advantage, but <laughs> you, get on your ass. <laughs> you know, but here I am. I don't know. Maybe I'll be the next big cryptid mascot. It's, it's going to be me. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, that's I, I am starting a cult. So if you if you would like to join, um, send me fifty dollars, and you can <laughs> you can join the cult. I'll send you an official badge. I'll make it out of construction paper and crayons, just for you. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, the Slender Man. It'll it'll. I think it'll continue to be a thing. It's definitely he's definitely not as relevant as as he used to be, but. Um, I think that, you know, he's not done yet. Um, they'll, they will milk it for every little bit of, of, of slender juice that they can. So <laughs> that's, uh, I guess that's my final thoughts on it. Pat, you got anything else to add there? I got nothing. All right, guys. Well, in that case, I guess we'll, uh, see you next Wednesday. <laughs>